Welcome to Winning Is Not Everything, where we bring sanity back to youth sports by focusing on character development, effort, and sportsmanship, not rankings and trophies. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter, children's book author, and youth sports coach. Chad Greenway was a two-star recruit who received one Division I offer. So what does he think of his eighth grader already receiving an athletic scholarship? Tune in to find out my conversation with former Minnesota Vikings Pro Bowl linebacker, Chad Greenway. Chad Greenway knew his road to playing collegiate football would be tough since he played nine-man football in a small farming community in South Dakota. Though he drew interest, he was designated a two-star recruit and his only Division I offer came from the University of Iowa. Now the father of four, Chad's eldest daughter Madden has shined as a basketball and soccer player already topping 1,000 career points in basketball before she's even entered high school. In fact, she's so talented, she's already received a scholarship offer to play at the University of Minnesota for former Olympic and WNBA champion, Lindsey Whalen. Chad, though, has mixed emotions about the early interest in his daughter, which contrasts greatly to his own experience. And he also dishes on his foundation, his family, and the lessons he's learned as a coach and dad. Let's get to our conversation. Well, like me, you know, you're able to meet your future wife in college. What was it that you just knew that Jennifer was the one? Yeah, it was, it was pretty instant. I and mean, we used to, we met each other freshman year. It was such a um, wild way to be introduced, but um, at orientation in the summer, I was sitting by a guy named Michael Fumagalli. Mike went to prom with Jenny their senior year they've been friends from the neighborhood forever and they had neither one of them had a boyfriend and girlfriend they went together as friends he sits by me at orientation we connect he's a great dude fast forward two months we're at, at hillcrest dorms and there's fumigali like five doors down same guy we reconnect you know go out have a good time we're we're you know, we're, we're friends and he's like you got to meet this girl and, she, and she, at the same time she was telling he was telling her you got to meet this guy and he connected us and we've been dating ever since freshman year and dating and now obviously married for 15 plus years. And Fumo was just a, he's a tremendous friend still to this day. Um, he actually ended up marrying a, a girl from Chaska. So he would come up here all the time and we'd stay connected um, to his young family and just a tremendous guy. And, and he's been been a good friend of ours forever. You and Jenny, obviously four daughters and you guys started your foundation. Tell me about the off the field stuff before we talk about anything about the Vikings. Just tell me a little bit about building your family and and wanting to create that foundation to give back, not only back home to South Dakota, but also locally here in the Twin Cities. Yeah, I mean, I think right away, as far as the family goes, we we really were motivated to have a family young. I mean, we wanted we wanted to. There's the mentality of do you wait and travel and have fun and do all these exciting things or do you have a family and get started and we want to have a family and we got started right away and now we have four kids and we don't have a, we don't have a free weekend all year and we're like maybe we should have waited a couple of years but no joking um you know we, we just we wanted to have a family and we were really excited about it and, and get our lives started together and and uh you know we had Madden within our first year of marriage and um it was just an incredible experience to have her first one and there's nothing like having your first child obviously just really changed your perspective on everything in the world and uh, really priorities and it was really good for me for my career because it really put things in perspective and Jenny since she knew me before I was anything in football like we had a relationship that wasn't built around football it was built around mutual respect and 
understanding. And so she was always real clear with me on the priorities and where that lied. And she never got me to get, you know, no matter how good or bad things were at work, it never came home. And she was very clear with me. There was a line. Right. And that was very important. Uh, and the foundation was was something we cared about. Or, you know, I don't I don't think you come out of college at 22 and be like, I'm going to change the world with a foundation. I think we had an idea of like, we're good people. We want to make an impact. We got in touch with the obviously Brad Matson was a community was uh, the community director with the Vikings at the time. He was really good about getting us out there and kind of seeing what we were really interested in. We actually started with the Zeta Tau Alpha group, the breast cancer awareness uh, group. Um, we, we did a couple events with them and kind of had fun with that. That and sat down, talked with Matt Burke, and and Matt obviously had his foundation, had a great perspective. Uh, perspective. And when Matt went to Baltimore, then he came, and what he did is he basically allowed us to use his the same foundation contacts. And once that uh, got started, um, we went crazy with it, and uh, we've been doing it ever since. So it was 2008, now it's 2021, and we're still 22, 2022, and we're still rolling. And um, we've met so many amazing people, so many relationships with families, and so many great hospitals, and try to give back just across the board. And, you know, it's very important to us. And now with a 14-year-old, 11-year-old, like, you know, we're bringing the kids to events, and they're starting to understand what, we, what we're accomplishing. And the goal would be eventually for them to work in and be able to help us and, and really get their hands dirty with the foundation and and help these families as well. As far as your career with the Vikings, what were some of the best memories and lessons that you sort of have utilized in raising your own girls? Yeah, it was a it was an amazing run. Obviously, it was it was a lot of fun, great perspective on things. And I think the one thing that was really important for us in our house was to really have a self-awareness of you're raising a family in this kind of heightened environment, right, where people are aware and and people are going to know who the parents are. People are going to know who your dad is and people are going to have conversations on the bus and whatever. And it became very important for us to kind of um, make the kids the priority you know, make them first. And, um, we really were focused on that. And so I retired at about the right time because Madden was getting real busy with sports and I could get involved in her life and really, you know, help Jenny with, with driving around and, and raising the kids and really kind of go all in. But when you raise the kids, obviously in an athletic environment, like, like we, we both were, you know, we really focused on the ability to try your best is very simple, no matter what you're doing. And that conversation about academics, right. Um, it's a conversation I have with my kids now is, you know, I wasn't perfect and there's certain areas of my life that I wanted to be better at. My job now as your parent to just let you know the regret I have from not putting the effort forth and having those conversations that maybe my parents didn't have with me about giving your best foot forward on those events. And um, so now, you know, we, we, we push an appropriate amount, right? We try to hold the kids accountable to what we know they can do. And we just, we, uh, we want to see them succeed. We want to see them have fun. We want to see them smile. And uh, so far, so good. Now, your wife was also an athlete at Iowa. Who's like the tougher parent for the girls? Um, I think I think probably, you know, we're both we both are, but in different ways, you know, whether it's, you know, clean up after yourself, accountable to yourself and your family, um, accountability to like taking care of your things, your, you know, your clothes, your whatever. Obviously, Jenny is very, very much, you know, in their ear about that stuff, getting their homework done on time and make sure things are, are done well and not just going through the motions, but doing it and doing it well. Um, and I, I kind of take a different angle on the discipline side where um, I've really been involved in their sports lives, right? And I've coached them. And it's different to be that coach 
but then you also are a dad and try to build that relationship with him as a coach, but then build that relationship with him as a dad as well. Um, it's, it's the fine line that you don't want to cross. I don't want coach to come home, right? I want dad to be home. And that's a lesson I've had to learn, you know, sometimes the hard way, but for the most part, I've learned it and learned it early enough to really build a great relationships with all the girls. But we both discipline, um, I would say probably pretty equally. Now you talked about the limited interest that you drew as an athlete. And your daughter Madden's already been offered like a college scholarship for basketball. What's your thought on that? In general, what are your thoughts on sort of the recruiting process, particularly given your own experience with it? Yeah, sometimes you think it's not it's not fair that it's so it's so young um, because it really distracts them from why you, they play the sport, right? You you it's sort of. But makes it a business before it really has to be. I mean, she's in eighth grade, for goodness sakes. I mean, it's insane. Um, but at the same time, it's her goal and dream. So you have to really draw a fine line of what's out there in the future and what's right in front of you and really kind of allow her and help her to focus on the game tonight or getting your schoolwork done and then getting to practice in the morning and keep things really simple. I think it's really easy to look out at the horizon at what's your dream and your goal. But a lot of times, if all you're focusing on is that, then you're not taking care of what's right in front of you. And especially when it's starting so young like it is, you know, it's really easy. You know, that's a long time to be recruited. It's a long, it's a long stretch of your life to be under that kind of pressure. So you have to find a way to combat that and have fun with it. And I think it's really important for us parents to really enjoy the process and not put too much pressure on her. Um, and also find time for that process when it's not in the middle of something else, you know, with, if you're going to do a recruiting call, let's, let's do it during a week when there's no basketball games or nothing else going on where she can also just be a kid. If you ask my mom, it's crazy, right? She's in eighth grade. Like, but at the same time, I don't want to say no to these people. And I don't want to not give her the opportunities because that's not fair to her either. So it's really is a tough balance. Well, Chad, you've been a coach. You've been a leader in youth sports organizations. You've uh, been very active in our community around youth sports, which I really uh, appreciate and admire. What's one message you have for youth sports parents today? Have fun. Um, don't take it so serious. I think, you know, it is serious and it's okay to take it serious, but you can't make the game all about yourself. You have to make it about your kids' experiences. And I see this, I run, as I mentioned, the Wesley Girls Basketball Association for five years now. So I've been the president. I've seen all sorts of reactions to games and to referees and to parents and to coaches. And um, there, are, there are bad examples out there. There's no question about it. The vast, vast majority are very good. Um, the vast majority are great sports. The vast majority of coaches are great teachers and educators. Um, the vast majority of parents are great parents and supportive, but there are a percentage, right, that give everybody else a bad name. So, you know, all these decisions that are being made by parents, whether it's attacking a referee or attacking a kid, is only going to lead to something negative down the road. Lack of referees, your kid not wanting to play the sport. Um, the more you can take your own motivations out of it and let your kid drive that car, it'll be a lot better off for your family. Um, and these are lessons that we all learn every day. You know, it's not a hard, fast, you know, rule. It's just that you got to take yourself, you know, literally three years ago when I was kind of still in my infancy of coaching basketball, I would look in the mirror and say, this is not about you. Uh, you know, before I left for the tournament that day, this is not about you. This is not about you and the ref this is not about you. So I now I'm really focused on coaching my kids because basketball is such an intimate environment. It's, you're right on top of the court and every call can go this way or that way. And you really have to kind of push your um, intensity to coaching the kids and improving the kids all while letting them play and make their own mistakes. So I wish there was a hard, fast rule. 
there isn't, but take your own motivations out of, of there. And if your kid's going, if your goal is for your kid to play college sports, then you need to check yourself before you go to that event because that sixth grade basketball game or seventh grade basketball game is not going to determine the outcome if your kid can play college athletics. And your reaction to it might determine they don't want to ever do that again, though. So you might be deciding the factor for your kid, you know, that is the future for your kid that they don't want to do it because they don't want mom and dad to be in that situation and have to get on them or to snap at the ref or to embarrass them because um, you see it all the time. So you just want better behavior, um, but at the same time, keep the intensity and fun the game brings. Last question for you, Chad, and I've really enjoyed our conversation. What's one message you try to instill in kids who look up to you? Besides going to like a cliche, I think the I think the way I coach youth kids would probably be the best perspective is if I see you do something once, I know you can do it and I know you how to know you know how to do it. I'm going to hold you accountable to that. I'm not ever going to ask you to do something that I don't think you can do. So I think when in regards to that, when somebody asks me, you know, I always get the question, well, how my kid plays, he's a he's a 10 year old plays linebacker wants to do something like, well, you know what? It has probably nothing to do with his ability to play football as a 10 year old. It has an ability to fall in love with the game, fall in love with competing, fall in love with his teammates, fall in love with all those other things that probably won't matter or that, that matter a lot more than probably his skill as a 10 year old football player. Enjoy it because if you are going to do this, whether it be in high school, college or pros, you have to love it. You have to love the game for what it is. You have to, you have to understand it, whether you love the teammates or the coaches or the struggle or whatever it is, really love it and um, not just do it because you think it's an end game to a, to a check or to the NFL or to the glitz and glitz. Um, do it because you love it and it puts a smile on your face. Well, Chad, I really appreciate your time and your wisdom. I uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. You bet. Thanks for having me, Sean. Um, I'm glad we finally got it done and we should do it again. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Winning Is Not Everything. Please make sure to like the podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you can immediately get the latest episode. If you have any comments or questions, visit my website, seankjensen.com, and go to the contact page where you can even leave me a voice recording. Winning is not everything, but the three H's to be a real hero in life are hustle, humility, and heart. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, and we'll see you again next time.